being comfortable and eating healthy. Like, you know those people. <laughs> like, I was always like, that sounds like a really nice group. Hi, and welcome back to Under Our Roof. I'm Lizzie. And I'm mad. I'm in a bad mood. Why? Well, I'm really upset about Shakiri Richardson not being allowed to compete at the Olympics. And I've been kind of taking it out on uh, all the beings under our roof. The beings? Yeah, just like I've been stern. Like when I uh, was walking Willie earlier, I felt stern about it. it. Just I'm just in a bad mood about it. I'm mad. I think it's incredibly sad. She's such a star. She doesn't deserve it. What's the short version of this headline? Because I don't know how to... Well, I saw an Onion article headline that was like getting i'm not gonna phrase it as well as oh let me see if i can pull it up actually i think i retweeted it yeah something to the effect of like this really is american and microcosm so the onion said dream crushed over trivial bullshit represents nation better than gold medal ever could because uh shikari has been banned from competing at the olympics this year she's but was a front runner to compete in track and field. Uh, she just blew us away and stole everyone's hearts at the um, qualifying rounds. And uh, she tested positive for THC, which is very legal, extremely legal in the state that she was in. And I don't even want to get into like marijuana legislation because that's awful. The policies that we have in this country and that they're denying Shakiri going to Tokyo is I'm just mad about it. I want to be honest about who who I am today. I think that's good. We will meet you where you are. Thank you. Um, if we're talking about kind of pop culture news, we actually got a request to comment on Queen Latifah oh, we coming did. out. Yeah, which yeah. is a not mad topic. It's a good topic. No, you're right. That's good. I think it's incredible that she felt comfortable to come out. And I think, I hope, that she's feeling very supported. She did it at the BET Awards after receiving something like a Lifetime Achievement Award. And I thought it was, you know, very beautiful. Representation is so important. And I hope it's really inspiring and encouraging for Black queer people to just see someone receive this high honor on a stage on national television And not only just shout out their partner, but also say, you know, she ended her speech with happy pride. And I think it's I think seeing people from all generations coming out, I have to hope it just is making the path easier for everybody, you know, because I know that that's how it was for me, seeing other people live a life that looks something like you might aspire to or someone with a value system or with a a work ethic or a a body of work that speaks to you walk in who they are and just be celebrated for that it's only a good thing queen latifah is such a legend so it's incredible very happy that she's family i know i am too our family is just we're just stacked ever expanding ever expanding officially adding her to next year's pride playlists oh for sure and i think it was such a great pride month in a lot of ways um i know that it's technically july 2nd as we're recording this we're going into a 
bit of a holiday weekend here in the United States, but I'm still, it's still Pride Month in my mind. And because of that, today's topic is very gay and it often is under our roof, but I kind of just wanted to continue the spirit of pride right into July. Mm. And today I wanted to talk about gay stereotypes, but in a fun way. (laughs) Okay, good. Gay stereotypes, but make it entertaining and fun. And part of this also, I think, (laughs) is... I just have to say, we're all about, like, shucking those labels, but for today's <laughs> episode, let's box ourselves in! Heck yeah. I think part of why I wanted to do this is because um, we've been re-watching the original L Word. We're on Kids, season do two, which came out in 2005. Do not do it without a guardian or parental supervision. <laughs> I'm telling you, this show does not it is, age well. Oh, it does not age well, and it's... We've been crying, laughing at certain things. That being said, if a straight person watched the show and was crying, laughing at it, I would be deeply offended. Yeah, I'd, I'd require them to have a timeout. And take a course in lesbian yes. history. Yeah. But it's our show as queer people to watch, to critique, and to appreciate that it has grown and changed. And yes. it rebooted last year. Or I guess it was like 2019. Last Generation year didn't happen. Q. Um, Yeah. Generation Q, it's coming back in August, I think. Um, and anyway, we don't. We could do a whole podcast on we could, the L word, and we probably we, won't. We could. <laughs> I'm gonna say that perhaps we should tread carefully here because while sponsorships are limited, <laughs> I feel as though the L word reboot Generation Q is still maybe on the table down the line. So, uh, unlike Disney Plus, I'm going to reserve. My uh, my my judgment um, on this episode, but the old L word can suck it. There was some problems. I, I say that with love, like right. I would fight other people if they hate the L word. Um, but also, I it's got so many problems. Oh my gosh, a lot of problems. So many problems, and it deals in a lot of stereotypes. I think it actually does sometimes um, do a good job of dispelling stereotypes, but it also reinforces a lot of them, and. I think the bottom line is that some stereotypes could be stereotypes for a reason. And Mm. also, there is a difference between stereotyping that people outside the queer community do of us and then stereotypes that if you're not in the queer community, you might not even know. Do you know what I mean? Explain. Well, for instance, like lesbians moving in quickly together Mm -hmm. is a stereotype. Yeah. I don't think that people who are just sort of anti-queer and outside of the queer community necessarily know that. They would more have a stereotype of lesbians being like granola-eating, man-hating women who don't shave and who, like, I don't know, are gross or something. Okay. Not that I'm pairing those things together. Just those are together. things that we've heard a lot, yeah. Yes, exactly. Whereas you might be like, well, what do you think they're like in relationships? And I don't know, they'd be like, they just sit around and eat granola, I yeah. told you. First right. of all, like, why, when did granola become such a read? Know. You know what I mean? Like, the sure. things that people, that you hear about, and I know specifically 
growing up, being in the closet, you do you're privy to those conversations when someone doesn't think like a queer person is present, what they think of queer people. And you're right, everything you just said is something at some point in time I've heard. Like granola, for some reason like sandals, like basically stocks. Yeah, like, being comfortable and eating healthy. Like you know those people. <laughs> like I was always like, that sounds like a really nice group. Like not shaving because they're just so comfortable with their bodies. It's like <laughs> But in the lesbian community, I feel like there's funny stereotypes like moving in together quickly, complimenting each other all the time yes. in a relationship, like taking a million pictures of each other. Like mm -hmm. things like that are beloved stereotypes that might be true for some people and people outside the queer community almost aren't like in on the joke. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There are inside jokes. Yes. Oh my gosh, which just as a side note, I did this pop-up show with Very Gay Paint. If you are not familiar with Very Gay Paint, look up at Very Gay Paint on Instagram. Just uh, Jensen and Nick do incredible artwork and comedy, and they have a comedy show here in Los Angeles, and I was part of it. And it was an outdoor show, so there were people walking by on the sidewalk. And this these two guys walked by, they paused to watch the show for a little bit. One leaned over and said to the other, oh, it's just inside jokes for gay people. And then they kept walking. <laughs> and I thought that was just an incredible assessment of this very gay show from Very Gay Paint. And this is sort of what we're going to be talking about today on the show. But if you happen to be a straight ally listening, we're going to let you in on a few secrets. So but don't obviously tell anyone. Here. <laughs> don't tell anyone, though. That's the thing. This is a circle of trust. It is. We're going to reveal... Some secret. We're gonna we're gonna reveal the gay agenda to you on this podcast mm -hmm. episode. I don't know what Lizzie has planned, but just know that secrets will be revealed. They and will. Straight people and cis people. If you are listening, we do not repeat these. Okay, this is our fun little space. This is our little clubhouse. That's why we don't advertise this podcast because it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we really have to deliver. Okay. But okay, I thought it would be actually good to start by talking a little bit on the very light topic of how we identify, because that will kind of dictate what types of stereotypes we're going to talk about. For instance, there are, I'm sure, both outside the community and inside the community, in terms of gay men, there are specific stereotypes. That's not, I mean, as we'll get to, we are friends with like tons of gay guys. We love and adore them. Um, that's not really like our stereotypes to break down because neither of us identify as a gay man. So we're going to more stick to stereotypes we've either been subjected to mm. or know about in our community. That being said, we've actually been talking recently about like, do we mm -hmm. identify as lesbians? It's so tricky. I've seen a number of TikToks that have said this better than I ever could. At one point in time, yes, I did. And... As I've learned more precise language, there are other words that seem more comfortable to me than lesbian, only because I don't identify as cis. And so that also I'm not I hope I'm not like really revealing anything on the podcast. I also do not necessarily identify as trans. I just don't identify as cis. And candidly, I don't really like to unpack that more than I just did. <laughs> like, that's just what it is right now. And there it is. And lesbian does feel a little bit more feminine than I typically would identify with. I don't know. Yeah. Is that fair? I don't know. Because there are also he, him lesbians. and Sure. But I, I yeah. think we're talking about stereotypes here. Right. So at one point in time, that word was comfortable for me. Now it just doesn't feel very precise. And what did you say the other day that I really wanted to say on this episode? 
labels work for us. We don't work for them. Yeah, I think I said more broadly, just like terms in general work for us. We don't work for them. So even a term like trans, you may say, okay, I think I understand what that means, both in society and what it means to me. Um, I don't think I identify with that, at least right now. Mm -hmm. And I get to say that. It's not that the term is like this black hole that can suck you in if you meet (laughs) half the criteria. (laughs) Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, we get to decide what terms we want to use for ourselves. And that brings me to myself, which is in terms of my own identity. And I'm totally fine with the label lesbian. That being said, to me, it's less of an identity or a label and more of a descriptor in the same way that if somebody were to be like, oh, you're a lawyer. Yes. You're an attorney. Yes. You're a counselor at law. Yes. Like all of those things. Mm -hmm. I would say the same for like, you're gay, you're lesbian, you're queer. Yeah. I don't have a strong feeling towards really any of those, but I'm absolutely uh, not straight. And I, I like queer personally. Same. For a few reasons, but I also would ne- I also think the word lesbian is very important um, historically and in current times too but I think I would never want to like get rid of that word or make anybody who first and foremost identifies with that feel like that's not a great choice does that make sense yeah and something I've become more comfortable with is just sort of loosely holding for me, all these varieties of terms and words and certain things will feel more comfortable in some settings than others. Like, I know you and I are always like funny about just like, I feel like I can see us in the car being like lesbians, like something like that. (laughs) But I wouldn't if I was in like a straight circle of people, I probably would say I'm gay or I'm queer. But around queer people, I might use very different language because I sort of understand that they will appreciate the nuance of descriptors. So I don't know. Maybe This is kind of one of those things where I'm like, you either get it or you don't. I know. And it's okay if you don't. It is totally okay if you don't. But just understand that just like with so many different cultures and communities and social structures, words are something that we play around with. So hold everything pretty loosely and remember that a label works for you. You do not work for it. So find what feels comfy. And with that being said, let's box you (laughs) in. Let's make sure that you fit into that rigid box. Let's find out what that stereotype is. I'm saying box too much. That's another thing. Some people are going to get that. Some people are not. (laughs) Some people are going to understand why it's weird to say box this much on this gay of a podcast. And some of them are going to be like, what? Boxes like Ikea? I think most people will get it. I don't. Really? I'm sure my mom is going to text me. I'm sure. She's going to be like, what does that even mean? Gracie, is this gross? I'm sorry, parents. I had a dream or was it real? We crossed the line and it was on. I've been denying how I feel You've been denying what you want I want some satisfaction Take me to the stars The reason why I want to go into a little bit of a label identity thing is to say most of the stereotypes we're going to be talking about are sort of broadly lesbian stereotypes. Notwithstanding everything that we just said about our own relationship to that word, I think that's the easiest stereotype name to slap on what we're about to talk about. Sure. Okay, so I wanted to start by reading a passage 
from a Washington Post article from 1993. Mm, I was great year for lesbians. <laughs> yeah, well, we were both baby lesbians at the time. Literally, I wasn't born yet. Shut up. <laughs> I've decided I'm hiding my age now. <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> for a second, I was like, "Are you bad at math?" Which is another thing I was going to get to. Um, okay, but fine. anyway, yeah, I was a toddler. You were three. I was two, much younger. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Let me just read this. This, so this passage. is from the Washington Post. Yes. I'll link this whole article in the show notes. It's from their archives if anyone's interested. It is an interesting article. So the quote I, I thought was very ripe for discussion says, mm -hmm. The old lesbian stereotype we know from countless depictions is a hairy-legged, granola-eating, women's music, women's music festival-having anti-man harpy who preys on innocent girls oh. at summer camps in freshman dorms at vulnerable moments she is humorless <laughs> wears badly fitted mannish suits cannot sustain relationships and is hopelessly unhappy she got the way she is from bad dealings with the men in her life the new improved lesbian is a party girl of much sex lingerie and sophistication she looks like a combination of early Kate Hepburn and international model. Straight women trendsetters like Madonna flirt with the lifestyle and make it chic. Travel to Santa Fe, dance with wolves, be a lesbian. What? The new lesbian even winks seductively at men about the whole thing. She is as lightweight as the old stereotype is heavy. Oh my gosh, where to begin? What a find! I know. <laughs> the Washington Post. But I will say, I'm a bit being unfair to quote just that, because in the article it talks about how both those stereotypes are unfair, mm -hmm. and both of them are misleading in many ways, and I guess they're unfair because they're not true and they are a stereotype. But I still think it's very interesting to hear about how I mean, let me find the title of this article. In the early 90s, so the title of the article is We Love Lesbians, or Do We? Quote, Hot Subculture, or Just New Hurtful Stereotypes. Huh. So in the early 90s, that Harry, again, I, I'm ascribing absolutely no value or judgment to the decision to shave or not, but it has been a hot topic in the past for women in general. Um but like the hairy granola eating man hating lesbian was falling away in the early 90s, although it's obviously persisted to this day. And this like hot lesbian who winks at men about the whole thing, which is a red flag in that article, yeah. um, is starting to become more popular. And then around 10 years after the article came out, we had the L word premiering. So interesting. Mm -hmm. So, and also there are characters on the L word that almost fit that second stereotype yeah. to a T. I know. What really stuck out to me was about how, um, and you know, I haven't read the article, so I'm just basing it off that. And I hear what you're saying that the article goes into more nuance about how both stereotypes are unfair. Yeah. But the characterization of the second stereotype really stuck out to me because it's so clearly making a positive evaluation on that woman's proximity to straightness mm -hmm. and to being acceptable by the male gaze. 
see, like, this other girl, on the other hand, she's fun. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can catcall her and she's fun. She's cool with it. She's not like those activist dykes right. like they were saying are like so humorless yeah. well perhaps it's because there's some shit that isn't funny yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like maybe it's that and they're like no no wink at the boys like that's the type of good lesbian and and i do think that both of those stereotypes do persist and that there is a great deal of pressure as a queer person to assimilate and to sanitize parts of ourself to quote unquote, fit in with straight society. And a huge liberating thing for me was this moment of like, why? Why do I want to fit in with these people? Like, what do I gain from playing by your rules? Why do I have to live by your standard of being? Like, are you guys thriving? Y'all y'all figured it out so hard that I should just be following suit as how I should be a person? No. Your prescriptions suck. No way. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a very important realization in people's lives. And I want to slightly chit switch subjects, if that's okay. I mean, it's fine. And do a quiz. Oh, yes. Quiz music. <laughs> Although I did want to mention, too, before we completely move on yeah. from the Washington Post article, that it talks about desert hearts in a very positive light. Well, who who could say anything poor about that movie? I know. Okay. So... There are a bunch of online quizzes about what type of lesbian are you? Oh, wait, you? introduce the quiz again so I can put in the quiz show music okay. again with the, like a clean intro. Okay. So I wanted to switch to a quiz. Oh, that's so great, Lizzie. I will now put in quiz show music. It's so unprompted, but <laughs> that's how professional this show is. <laughs> okay, so I spent probably the most time preparing for this episode on the most of anything I did preparing for this episode, I spent time on finding a quiz because I did a bunch of them that were completely inappropriate and unhinged. And I really took one for the team and for science and took the quizzes, most of which said that I was maybe a lesbian. (laughs) Um, But I wasn't looking for the like, are you a lesbian quiz? I more wanted what stereotype are you or how like stereotypical are you? Yeah. Um, And I finally found one that I think is pretty good, at least compared with what else was out there. There was a lot of rough stuff, my friends. I have to say, Lizzie brought in one of the quizzes to my office earlier today just cackling at how bizarre this quiz was. Um, Yeah, one of the quizzes, which I am not going to link or use here because it honestly had some questions that, no joke, were pretty problematic to me. But one of the less problematic questions (laughs) asked, if you found an injured animal in the gutter, Mm. um, what would you do? One of the options was kill it to put it out of its misery. Another one was bring it home and give it an ice cream sundae. Yeah. Uh, So that's what we're working with. Fellas, is it gay to care about animals (laughs) is the question that that that, that quiz wanted to know. Okay, so since I already took this quiz myself. And you found out that you're maybe gay. No, that was the other. That was the injured animal one. What did this one say? Um... Well, I'm not going to give you my result, but I'll do this. We'll go through this quiz together, but we'll answer it for you. Okay. Because we're obviously going to have different answers. Okay. But you've already answered it. Yes. And I'll tell you my result at the end. And I'll link this in case anybody wants to take it. Anyone wants to know, hey, are you gay? (laughs) No, it's are you. What type of gay? No, it's uh, how stereotypical of a lesbian are you? Oh, this should be delicious. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is a little disclaimer from the quiz itself. It says... Hello, before we start, I'd like to say that this quiz is just a joke about stereotypes. Whether you are 
whether you are or aren't the stereotypical lesbian has nothing to do with if you're actually a lesbian or not. So please don't get offended or leave any angry comments, um, which I think is a good disclaimer. I didn't know you could leave comments on quizzes. I don't know how to. Yeah, I can't see that you can, but oh. apparently they were just concerned about that. Do you move very fast in relationships? Options. No, I take things very slow. Or two, I'd say I take things at an average pace. Or three, yes, my relationships move very fast. This is tricky. I would say when I like someone, I know pretty much right away that I like them. And as I got older, I think I was able to approach relationships with more precision or like more intentionally, I guess I should say. But early on, uh, I mean, I was like, I like you. Mm -hmm. We should be together forever. So um, I guess I would say, yes, I, I move very fast in okay. relationships. Would you rather own dog. a cat or a dog? Okay. <laughs> Do you have any tattoos? Yes. Do you have slash want any piercings other than the standard earlobe piercing? I only have earlobe piercings now, but I would like more really? in my ear. Okay. Are you slash have you ever been vegetarian or vegan? I tried being vegan for two weeks a few years ago, and it was fine, but I am not vegetarian or vegan. So would you say yes or no for that? Have you ever been vegetarian or vegan? Does two weeks count? Honestly, no. Yeah, I don't I'm think sorry. Because so. <laughs> you were vegan for... I was vegan for years, yeah. which I never want to say because people are like, well, why aren't you? And it's honestly a long answer that I won't go into right now. But send us a letter at underourroofpod <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, do you listen to Girl in Red? Yes, I do, actually. Okay. I really, really like... Um, I really like her music. I think that she has great lyrics and specifically i like her uh arrangements how long are your fingernails very long medium length definitely short or some are short and some are long what would you say i feel like medium no nah, i feel like they're short okay they're just like a tiny bit grown out right now but yeah. like they're not even over the end of your finger yeah i'm just gonna cut them today yeah they're short okay do you wear makeup no okay if you're invited to a wedding and got to wear whatever you wanted, would you rather wear a dress or a suit? Suit. How long is your hair? It's short. But it's also long in the back. Well, the pe for people listening, the options are long, medium, short, or long slash medium, but part of it is shaved. I guess I would say long slash medium, but part of it is shaved. Yeah, I think that's Because the, the back mullet part is, you know... Like medium, medium, maybe. It's, it's kind of in between short and that, but we'll go with that. Okay. Do you love the moon more than most people? Yes, no, or maybe. Um, I think I like the moon the same. Don't most people love the moon? Like, the I moon's awesome. Who doesn't love the moon? Like, I'm, who hates the moon? I mean, it doesn't say anything about hating the moon, but... Do you love the moon I feel like this should be people? a maybe, because you do really like it. Yeah. Hell yeah, I like the moon. Do you like wearing revealing slash tight clothing? Absolutely not. Do you like frogs? Yeah. The options are yes, no, or indifferent. Yeah. Do you believe in astrology? Yes or no? It doesn't give you like a maybe. I know. Do I believe in astrology? I don't know. Like, can you believe in it? It's not like a guiding... There aren't like guiding principles to astrology that I'm aware of. It's just mm. more like, do you 
care about astrology? Is it kind I mean, of I think better... it's like, do you believe that, for instance, someone who's a Scorpio tends to be more secretive or something like that? Like, do you think there's actual, mm. um, like, empiric sort of evidence and commonalities that really do fall along these lines of, like, zodiac signs and stuff? I'm going to say, like, a soft yes, but okay. I really have not considered... I really haven't considered it that much, but I don't, like, hate on it at all. Okay. Thank you so much for taking this quiz. I hope you enjoyed it. Finally, do you identify as a lesbian? I'm going to say no. Questioning is also an option. Yeah. But I'm, I think that means something else. I'm, well, I guess I don't Yeah, really you can identify. say no. Yeah, I would. So I'm going to say no. Okay. Let's see what I got. It I'm says... Ha- oh, my gosh. Half lesbian, 73%. You answered 11 out of 15 questions correctly. I like how they frame it as correctly. Mm. You fit part of the lesbian stereotype, but could also easily be perceived as straight. That always Mm. happens to me. (laughs) Some people with good gaydars might think you're a lesbian, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people probably don't. So, So true. But it doesn't really matter whether you fit the lesbian stereotype or not. Be yourself. It doesn't make you any less lesbian or valid. Thank you, quiz. (laughs) Thanks, quiz. Well, we'll include a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. So have fun. Find out how gay you are or aren't. I got no. I got like 11. Really? Like 11%. I mean, it's all based on stuff like do you. I forget the questions. We just did it one Mm -hmm. second ago. But it was sort of stereotypical questions. Yeah, because you don't have any tattoos. I don't have tattoos. I don't want more piercings. I, um. Your hair is I do wear makeup. This is why we're talking about stereotypes. Because none of those things have anything to do with like your romantic or sexual attraction but they're more just like symptoms of that Mm -hmm. maybe some of them are some of them aren't an alternative appearance if you will from whatever is like the norm or the status quo can often reflect a certain degree of deconstruction of social norms and rejection of those social norms that perhaps were prescribed on someone based on the sex that they were assigned at birth. And that's why, you know, you grow up for so many years and you're being forced to present a certain type of way or you feel very strongly persuaded to present in a certain type of way. And then finally, you have an opportunity to be yourself and you want to engage in something that rejects all of the the projections that were put on you. And I think that's a really normal and healthy feeling and a way of expressing yourself just creatively and just as a person is totally through appearance. Does that mean that you're any gayer or more of a lesbian than someone else who doesn't do that? Of course not. Like, that's what I, this like sometimes blew my mind when I was filming State of Grace. I remember uh, we had an interview with someone who'd met Lizzie and who'd met me and they were conservative Christian. And when Lizzie was like out of the room or something, or I was somewhere with the person we were interviewing, they were like, so what happened to Lizzie? Like, what's Lizzie's deal? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, has she always been gay? Like, what is she, what, you know, how does she identify? I was like, I was like, oh, Lizzie's just as gay as me. Like, what do you mean? Like, Lizzie's just as, there's the same level of gay. There's no, (laughs) first of all, there's no tier system. And if there was, we'd all be on the same tier. And I could tell that this was like very kind of mind boggling for they this person. They expected me to be like a war widow and like my man know. had like gone away. And- or yeah, or like that you'd had a bad experience or something. And that, of course, like that doesn't invalidate people who also have that in their story, no. but they just couldn't fathom that you were just gay, even though you did not look in a way that they 
perceived as such, Mm -hmm. which just goes to show that stereotypes are weird. They are. Well, okay, moving slightly in a different direction than physical appearance stereotypes, I found a really interesting article, it was sort of a blog post from the gay women's dating app. Well, I think it's not just for women, but it's, I guess, sort of marketed to lesbians, but also queer people and non-binary people in general, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, This is absolutely not sponsored by them in any way, clearly, because I am not probably giving even the best description, but it's called Her. It's an app, H-E-R. And I'm not familiar with it, but I think I've heard of it before this. Anyway, they came out with this blog post saying that they analyzed 5 million conversations that their users had in the app. So I'm assuming it was all confidential or anonymous. <laughs> I know I'm reading this. I'm like, so, so what I'm hearing is you're spying on people's dating app messaging. Good, 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 good. good. But anyway, if you have this groundbreaking information, they're like, Oh, so you're just spying on us. Just focus on the groundbreaking information part. Yeah. Less so the spying. Basically, they ha- came up with this blog that's like, we now have proof on which lesbian stereotypes are true. Uh, we analyzed over 5 million messages sent in the app in the past month to prove whether these repeated lesbian stereotypes have any truth to them. So they looked into like how much certain words popped up. So it probably was major aggregated data that was not tied to any specific person. Okay. But anyway, so it was actually pretty interesting. I mean, it's only people that use this app, so it's not like the best sample size, but I mean, it's a good size, 5 million messages, but it's people that not only identify as queer in some way, but also use this specific app. But listen, 5 million messages, that could have just been four lesbians. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, we know how conversational we can be. Yeah. We do like to have deep conversations. So for all we know, there are four users on this app. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so the first stereotype that they said is false is that lesbians are crazy cat ladies because dogs were mentioned 1.7 more times, so close to twice as much as cats on this Interesting. app. Interesting. I, I actually mean, would not have expected that. Um, I would. Really? That tracks for me. I mean, I, I don't really love the crazy cat lady stereotype in the first place. It just seems so misogynistic like it always kind of has been that like you're just a crazy cat lady but i feel like cats are just in general an easier pet to have so i would just assume that more people would have cats but then maybe more people have allergies to cats i don't know i just think i mean i'm just literally stereotyping but i feel like i know so many lesbians who have dogs. I mean, us included, if to the extent that we're lesbians, as previously discussed. Whereas I feel like I know tons of straight people with cats. And to me, the party lines of cats and dogs is more driven by your amount of space that you have and lifestyle and ability to care for a pet. Like, I can think of three straight people that I know pretty well off the top of my head that all have cats. And it's all because they live, well, I'm assuming partly because they live in like kind of small apartments and their work doesn't really give them a schedule where they could easily have a dog and it's more about that. Mm. So I I believe that breakdown of more lesbians having dogs. Okay, so the next stereotype, this one, they frame it as the stereotype being lesbians are really into roller derby, but I think there's a stereotype just that lesbians are into sports in general, maybe more than like 
typical women are or straight women are. I think that's probably true. Like, as true that that stereotype exists. Yeah. I mean, it's a great way of meeting people, being involved in sports. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for this stereotype, the Her app said that lesbians are not into roller derby over several other sports. And I was wondering if you think you can guess what the five top-ranked sports are. Did you see the list already? No, of lesbians? Well, of, yeah, that this app, like, analyzed were mentioned in the app. Soccer. Yeah, that was number one. That's, like, literally where all the gay heartthrobs are. Yeah. Is in soccer. Hmm. Volleyball? Nope. Basketball? No. I was surprised basketball. Softball? Yes. Think, Mm. like, what college sport? Rugby? Yep. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, rugby. There's two more. Two more. They're kind of surprising. Okay. Field hockey? Hockey was one of them. It doesn't specify what kind. Yeah. And then one more sport? Mm Mm-hmm. Track and field? Nope. Swimming? Nope. Rowing? Nope. Crew? Nope. It's a sport that I played in high school. Golf? Yep. That's weird. Golf? I know. I'm... Hopefully, are the gays playing golf? I guess. I is don't that know. what we're doing? Gays? I mean, we're playing is, golf. Speaking as someone who was on my high school golf team, that's really what y'all are talking about in dating apps. I don't mean hey. to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> listen, listen. Ignore my wife. You shoot <laughs> your shot in whatever lane you find yourself in. If they, what if they're talking about putt putt, going to play True. some miniature golf? That sounds fun. Okay. You know what? I know I'm being judgy. We have not dated in a long time. So who knows what people are talking about? If that is how you strike a fancy with someone else over some golf, over playing, hanging out on the green, going for a stroll, more power to you. If anyone has had a successful golfing date, Please send us an email at underourroofpod <laughs> at gmail.com. Yes, do. Okay, so that was most of the stereotypes. The other stereotypes kind of were specific to the app and were somewhat like promoting the app. So I'm going to leave those off. But I will Until link- they sponsor us. Yeah, sh- for sure. <laughs> I will link that blog if you're interested because it was pretty interesting um, data there. So anyway, I want to talk about some other stereotypes. And please chime in because I'm sure I'm forgetting some. Okay. Um, oh, I forgot one from the from the article that I did want to include. So they analyzed how much people talk about their exes mm-hmm. in the dating app messaging f- feature. Mm-hmm. And they said that it was true, the stereotype that lesbians talk about their exes a lot, because somebody brought up their ex in one out of every 50 conversations on the app. But I actually don't think that seems that crazy. I've never been on a dating app, so I don't know if that would be a faux pas to Mm -hmm. ever mention. But to me, like one out of every 50 conversations, somebody's just like, haha, do you have any evil exes I should know about kind of thing? And then it would get flagged as like being talking about your ex. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think that's crazy. I also don't think that in dating or figuring out if you're a match with someone else, talking about exes or past relationship history is inappropriate or weird at all. Of course, there can be lines that you cross where it's like, if someone keeps like gushing about their ex, then yeah, that could be a bit of a a warning sign. But I don't think that it's strange to talk about your past relationship history. I think it's actually pretty healthy to understand more about the person that you're going out and seeing. Like, what if they haven't dated in a long time? They might be a bit more nervous before the date and you could try and accommodate for that. Or they just got out of a relationship and so you you don't want to jump in and talk about things too seriously yet. Like, I I think that's all relevant. And I think maybe, maybe it just shows that the gays are more comfortable to 
to dig into that sooner rather than have an unfun surprise later on in in your, you know, your three dates in and then you find out that the person doesn't want ever anything serious because they just got out of a relationship and maybe that's something you could have handled ahead of time. Yeah, that's a good point. Although that kind of makes me think of something. I, so it's definitely a stereotype. I don't have a source to cite for this, but 15 years in the lesbian community is my source. Mm. It is a stereotype that lesbians stay friends with their exes and like are close with their exes and may share like past exes with other people a lot and stuff. And I would say that is a stereotype that neither you nor I fit into at all. Neither of us talk to any of our exes. Mm -hmm. But we've also been together for like the better part of 10 years. Yeah, we've been together for a while. I wouldn't say that I don't ever talk to any of my exes like in a happy birthday sense or something like that. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know that. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, not sometimes not even that. It's just that I'm not on bad terms with any I don't think I'm on bad terms with any of my exes. We just don't So what I'm trying to say is it's not that we like we don't talk. Like we like that is a boundary that we have both set. It's more just like so much time has gone on, like what would we have to talk about? But if they were to, I don't know, if they, if they were like, uh, oh, I'm going to be in uh, Belgium. Uh, what's a place that you like to eat in Belgium? Then I like wouldn't ignore the message. I'd be like, oh, go to like Chez Leon, have fun, like that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't think I'm on bad terms, but I sort of am just because I pretty much like broke up with all of them and they all like um, unfriended me on Facebook and like never talked to me again. Oh, well, you broke their heart. It so. happens. Yeah. I Heartbreak mean, break happens, my friends. I haven't broken up with all of them. Like, I've definitely been broken up with two. And then I think some of those exes, I was just so young. Like, if you break up with somebody in high school, and especially if you didn't even go to the same school, like, you're not going to really talk. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, just, just what like is there to you say? go to college, you move. Yeah. So that is a stereotype we do not fulfill. But I honestly think that's more circumstance. Like, you and I are both thousands of miles, in your case, many thousands of miles on a different continent of like where we went to high school and where we grew up. Yeah. And we're thousands of miles from where we went to college. And then we also met like so young, relatively speaking, that I think it's more that than Mm -hmm. like a lack of stereotype. Moving in quickly, U-Hauling. Let's break it down. Yes. What is U-Hauling? Sure. U-Hauling is when you date for a short period of time. And you decide to U-Haul, combine your stuff, and move into a new place or one of y'all's places shortly after dating. And that is a very common stereotype in, I would say, the lesbian community. And it's not one that we are, but we do know people who have U-Hauled to varying degrees of success. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like 2020 was a crash course it was like the whole world was appropriating lesbian culture by u-hauling with their quarantine partners very true and so people may have more outside of the queer community more experience with that concept now but yeah i mean it's a stereotype like after two weeks you move in together and i think that comes from just the fact that especially if it's maybe as a woman your first queer relationship and you might have dated men in the past, the sudden level of intimacy that you may find yourself with another woman Mm. is like surprising and like 
a whole new world, you know? Oh, totally. Um, And so you may feel like, oh my gosh, like this is my soulmate. I didn't know this was possible. And of course, we're going to be together forever Mm -hmm. and we can't be apart. So we should just live together. And you and I were long distance, which is another stereotype we will get to in a moment. But that's why we definitely didn't U-Haul because mm-hmm. we lived in six hour apart cities for the first three years of our relationship, which kind of couldn't change because I was in law school yeah, and you were working in LA in a, in a career that was very focused in LA. Mm-hmm. But actually, yeah, let's move on to long distance dating because that is a stereotype. And like, I follow a few funny like meme accounts, lesbian meme accounts and stuff like that. And I feel like that is constantly referenced in memes like me heading to like another country after matching with somebody online yeah well something that you pointed out when we started dating i can't remember how it came up is just like our dating pool as queer people is smaller it just is yeah and that's because we are a smaller population size small but mighty my friends and that's fine But that also means that there's a chance you could match with someone or really connect with someone that is far away from you, especially because in so many queer relationships, we are able to get to a level of intimacy that I think because of certain, I guess, just like social conventions might be a bit more rare for straight people, you know? I don't know, like guys are conditioned to like not emote and not reveal so much and don't like what like there's this whole thing about like negging like guys learn that you're supposed to if you like a girl that you're supposed to like neg her like cut her down so that you know that type of thing when for queer people oftentimes i hope i mean again all this is such a generalization but we aren't operating in that system anymore so you can be intimate and vulnerable and you can really get into the the meat and potatoes of someone's life even if that person's life is across an ocean i definitely agree with that i think that hits the nail on the head it's definitely a phenomenon that said like almost with any of these straight couples do it too right but i think it's kind of I do think it's especially true with queer people for all the reasons that you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, well, second to last, I want to touch on a hard-hitting, hard-hitting queer stereotype. This is a real struggle under our roof. Uh, gay people can't do math. We can't. And that is true. And we can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where did the gay people can't drive thing come from? I'm not sure. I think maybe is it because we carpool and so there's always like someone who can drive? I think there's a stereotype of like (laughs) this like gay guy like drinking a venti like iced coffee and just like sort of being frenetic and like chaotic chaotic and and not being able to drive. We can both drive. Yes, we can both drive. I am the one who does drive though. But I'm a fine driver. Yeah, no, you are a fine driver. But if we're going somewhere together... You always drive. I always drive. And I I really appreciate that. It's yeah. very you always like show for me and it's yeah. really nice. Um gay people can't do math. That one is just science. <laughs> um our brains are too That's full. biology. Our brains are too full of um where to begin? Of music and creative ideas. And, and butter art. butterfly emojis. Butterfly emojis. And really good snacks and playlists. Yeah. And um crushes exactly. on each other. On each other. And we can't and, and, and compliments for other other people. Yeah. So and dogs. So we can't fit math in there. No. And it's rude that we have to. Especially yeah. when it comes to taxes, because it's like the government knows what we owe. 
Oh, like, yeah. don't do this game. Like the, it, it's there's gonna be there's gonna be like a millennial politician who's gonna run and is gonna save our lives and be like, listen, I make a push that we just tell just the gays what they owe on their taxes because they can't do math and that is homophobic to expect them to do this correctly. I used to write apology notes on my TurboTax like responses. <laughs> I would send in my TurboTax thing and I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I really tried. I'm not trying to fraud. I'm not trying to be fraud, but like, I don't know if I did this right. And it's actually not my fault. And then in parentheses, I put gay. Um, and you know um, what? Never got audited. Knock on some wood, oh, yeah, my friend. Um, I did. No, no, BD. That was just me. There's no, nothing. No one's here. I did choose my career path of being a lawyer in part because I didn't think there'd be much math. And at least in my field, there is not. However, maybe like once every few months, I have to do math. And every single time um, I do cry, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you say? No, you do. I've I've come into your office before and I've seen the the scribbles and this like notebook paper with like highlighter and just like the different check marks by it and your phone out in calculator mode and usually yeah. you have a bunch of plates stacked up because you've been snacking stress because of the eating stress. Yeah. yeah okay so let me just say for anyone that's like what are these gays talking about i honestly don't know where the gay people can't do math stereotype or joke or meme came into the discourse. I have no idea. But all I know is that I am gay and I can't do math and I'm married to a gay who cannot do math. And it seems to fit. And we did talk to our one friend, well, one of our friends who is bi, and he said he can do math. Remember? Tyler. Oh, he can do math? Yeah. That's really powerful of him. Remember, he was like, well, that could be true because I am not gay. I'm bi and I can do math. Oh, so we need to know if you're bi, can you do math (laughs) is what we need to find out. Honestly, if every letter of the acronym of the community could let us know your math skills. I'm not kidding. As like a generalized (laughs) poll to find out who can do math. Yeah. And I know that there's LGBTQIA+. Okay, mm-hmm. we want to hear from you. Can you do math? Well, and of course, like there's definitely gay people that can, and you no, are valid. Are. They're not. No, they are valid. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> okay, last but not least, one stereotype that I wanted to end on that I want to squash because I hate it and it's not true is that lesbians hate men. And more insidiously, I have heard that we hate gay men or that like lesbians and gay men don't get along. Yes, I, I've heard this. And it, that is the worst stereotype. Do not try to pit us against each other. We are all part of one beautiful community. And that's genuinely not at all true. Mm-hmm. In my like some of my dearest friends are gay men, some of my dearest family members are gay men. Mm-hmm. And it's just I really do think it's kind of like ways of sowing division yeah there was an episode of modern family like years ago i cannot remember the specifics of it but the whole plot point was that the gay couple and the lesbian couple didn't get along and they were explaining in their like interview shots why this was like well you know like people think that gay men and lesbians should get along but really like this is why we don't and again i do not remember the 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 facts of this episode but i do remember watching it with just just an eyebrow raise the whole time because I was like, what? I mean, our neighborhood is there's just every every sexual identity on the spectrum is in our neighborhood. 
And we are a pretty harmonious bunch. For sure. And it's just not true. I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. That I really don't know where that comes from. I think it comes from like a scarcity mindset that both is in our community and projected onto it. Mm -hmm. So like, let's bring it back to the L word. There's an old, in the original series episode where Bet and Tina, they're like one of the main couples in the show. They're trying to get their daughter into preschool mm-hmm. and they're like playing this diversity card. I'm using that phrase from the show um, of like, we're a gay couple and like we're trying to get in our daughter into this prestigious LA preschool. It's kind of a whole trope. And then there's this family of gay dads who's trying to get their kid into the same preschool and they're like competing against each other like no we're going to be the gay family that gets into the preschool no we're going to be the gay family that gets into the preschool and i think that's kind of a microcosm of like this problem which is that queer people have long been told like you have to be the exceptional one Mm. to succeed because you in general are going to be not as not given as many opportunities and you're going to be stereotyped and you're going to be right. um, just othered in many ways. And so that breeds like competition that's very contrived and yes. pressed upon us by powers that would seek to oppress us. Yes, absolutely. I, I also think that just historically, uh, cis white gay men have gone first whenever it comes to representation specifically. They've yeah. certainly not been the... I mean, it's so we're getting into like queer history here. And I don't I, we could do a whole episode on that. And maybe that's something that people are interested in. But when it comes to mainstream media representation, overwhelmingly white cis gay men have gone first and sort of gotten their flowers first in a way that many people in the community feel is unearned and is not respectful to the people um, who started queer liberation and the people at its inception, which were black and brown trans and queer people. And so there's just, it's a whole thing to get baked into, but just to flat out say that lesbians and gay men don't get along is not accurate. Not at all. Certainly not for us. No. Okay. This is fun. I liked boxing us in. Well done, lady. What a fun episode that you have planned for us. I am hopeful that people really got something out of it, that they were able to box themselves into tiny, tiny little containers, because (laughs) if that's one thing that we want to instill in you, box yourself in. Do not spread those wings. I'm obviously kidding. These are stereotypes are fun to play with and fun to sort of mess around with and consider and question and challenge, but nothing to be taken too seriously. It's just important to uh, keep keep the bride train moving well into July. Just never stop listening to Believe by Cher. It's always a good time to do that. Perfect ending. Thank you. Yeah, just be the the lesbian stereotype quiz you wish to see in the world. Oh, because uh, it is not out there. <laughs> because the world yeah, needs go, you. We we need you. If you can create another quiz, please go forth and conquer. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Under Our Roof. Do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast if you have not already. We are an independent podcast, so it really helps us out. We're coming up on like 50 episodes or something Something like that which is crazy we're so thankful for everyone who's been listening to our very secret podcast (laughs) we do appreciate you so much and if you ever want to write into us you can write to us at underourroofpod at gmail.com that's going to do it for this week we'll see you next time bye bye i'm flawed and i'm broken 
But I'll give you my word now 